Good morning. Welcome to the Shir and Likut Halachas, Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Chodosh, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Zion. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Eliezer Brabnas Yakov, and Yente Fradlbas Rabbi Shuarye, Harini Kaporas Mishkovom, and Lilo Nishmas Zahavaleya Bas Rabavron. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshu ben Feindel Rechel, Shlomen Isim ben Mazlav, Ram David ben Chana, David ben Behia, Shendel Basleia, Betzala Yechiel Michel ben Tchia Chava, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, So Rochel Bas Yuspendel, Avi Velano Bas Yuspendel, Tov Yitzvi Ben Chayaliza, Gitganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebelea Bas Sipoira, Michal Sora Bas Adasa, Edis Bas Miriam Breindel, David Lei Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Avi Gael Brochel Bas Shira Dvoira, Ruvay Mordechai Ben Chana, Yisrael Meir Ben Carmela, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Fruma Bas Genessa, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Gitleya Bas Frumit, Daniel Borach Ben Soro, Shloimer Ben Rivka Sprinza, Yente Soro Bas Chanarus, Yechiel Michel Ben Chanarus, David Michel Ben Freda, Akiva Kalman Ben Soraleya, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha Bas Perel, Besoich Sharchol Yisrael. We're continuing from Paragraph Zion, talking about the Oimer. V'alkein Hanofas Oimer hu beyudvav benisan, based on what we've been learning here, we'll understand why the bringing of the Korban Oimer was on the 16th of Nisan, Nisan is the first and the leader of all the months. And that's when we were taken out of Egypt. And the most important redemption, when we talk about people being redeemed from exile, the most important redemption is when the, the soul is taken out of the exile of being immersed in all of the materialistic desires of the body. And this corresponds to what all the Sifrei Kabbalah and Sifrei Hasidus write about filling in the defect, the deficiency in the moon. The moon started out originally being as large as the sun, and then Hashem lessened it, he, he lowered it, and, and our mission is to fill in the Pigima Salavona. Ki Pigam Halavono, Hu Bechinas Pigam Hanefesh. Because when we talk about the moon being defective and lacking, that's synonymous with our souls being defective and lacking. Ki Halavono, Hi Bechinas Nefesh Dovid, Kayadua. Because the Israel Kodesh says, that the moon represents the soul of Dover HaMelech. And when we're doing many sins, 
which means that the body is overpowering the soul, that causes a deficiency, a defect in the moon. As is known in the Zohar whereas when the soul overpowers and rules over the body, that's the concept of the moon in its full, complete state. The moon, which is again referred to in the Zohar Kodesh as the Nefesh David, that Nefesh becomes full and complete. Because when we talk about the moon being deficient and lacking, that's related to darkness. Because the light of the moon is diminished when the moon is, is lessened. That corresponds to the body, which, which is associated with darkness, compared to the soul, which is associated with light. And when the moon is full and complete, that's the concept of light. Because that's when its light is complete and whole. And the soul is the corresponds to the concept of light. Remember, this halach is based on chapter 37 in Likut Imran, where Rabbein Zalver gives us like two columns, column A, column B. On column A, you have light, life, soul, human. On column B, you have darkness, body, animal, etc., etc., as we've been learning so far throughout this halacha. And based on this, we could understand why the Jewish people were taken out of Egypt on the 15th of the first month, because on the 15th of the month is when there is a full moon. And again, we said the moon is associated with nefesh. The moon being full represents the nefesh being at a peak, meaning that the nefesh is ruling over the guf. The light is ruling over the darkness. And this is why the main redemption of the Jewish people coming out of Egypt took place at night. As it's called, that first night of Pesach is called Leil Shimurim, the protected night, when Hashem protected us upon our leaving Egypt. Because it's upon this that was dependent our redemption from Mitzrayim. The fact that we were to repair the deficiency in the moon to the point where the night shined like the day. Kimavur, as is brought in the Zohar that that night, that first night of Pesach, the night when the Jews left Egypt, the, the light was shining brightly. That's the concept of the moon being complete. And that's what redemption is really all about. It's about tikkun, repair, 
repair of our souls, repair of Klal Yisrael, repair of the moon. Based on this, we can understand why the first mitzvah that Hashem gave the Jewish nation officially upon leaving Egypt was the mitzvah of Kiddush Levana, sanctifying the new moon. Because our coming out of Egypt was dependent on this mitzvah of sanctifying the new moon. Which is the concept of the perfection, the repair of the moon. To fill out the moon from its deficiency. How? One of the ways that we accomplish that is through this mitzvah of where the witnesses come and testify that they saw the new moon and Bezdin interrogates them and investigates and if they're found to be true witnesses Bezdin announces Mekudosh Mekudosh the new month begins Shehi Bechinas His Alus Hanefesh this is all tied into the elevation of the soul, and that's what leaving Egypt is really all about, spiritually. It's leaving the Taivas Royce and the Midois Royce, which Mitzrayim represents, and, and going out into spiritual light. And therefore, on the 16th of the first month, which is when the moon now begins to shrink, its light begins to become smaller. Because on the 15th of the month is when there is a complete full moon. The 16th is when the moon is starting to become smaller, the light is becoming less. Therefore, on the 16th is when we bring this korban of barley, which helps us to repair and fill the soul, which is synonymous with the moon, the nefesh, because as we learned earlier, by bringing the Oimer Soirim, which is barley, which is animal grain, we, we defeat, we, we lessen the body and, and, expand, and, and, and elevate from animal to human, from body to soul, from darkness to light. This is what the term repair and filling in the moon is all about. And therefore we, we do this, we bring this korban on the 16th, when the moon and everything it represents is starting to become smaller. Because again, this is one of our main missions to elevate from animal to human, from barley, which is animal food, to bring a korban out of it, which is elevating it to that new status of Odon. That's why we bring this oimer of barley specifically, Shumaychel Behema, 
כדי להמתיק הדין בשלושוי, in order to sweeten the din by going to the root of the din, by going to Michael Behema and, and making a tikkun there. ובשביל זה בעצמו עם הקריבן הוימר ביוד ואוב דייקה. And that's exactly why we bring this korban specifically on the 16th. Be'eis shemaschelas halavona lesmayit. When the moon is starting to become smaller. Shezeh bechinas guf. The lessening of the light of the moon means that the body is becoming strong. Bechinas choyshech. It's a hisgabrus of darkness. Bechinas behema. Kedei lehamtik bechinas behema bechinas choyshech. Because by bringing this korban, we're trying to repair the aspect of behema, the choyshech, the guf. And that's the whole concept of filling in and repairing the moon. Again, we said that the moon is the concept of nefesh. How? When we say to change behema into odom. Choyshech into oil, guf into nefesh. This is what really defines our mission in this world. To break the body and all of its materialistic desires. Mean, to break means to break it into submission. To get the body to submit completely to the authority and guidance of the soul. And to make the guf into nefesh. By, by using the guf to perform mitzvahs and maizim toivim. Ki ha-nefesh b'sharosho me'ira mo'i. Because the soul, at its origin, shines very, very brightly. Avla Hashem Yisporach, ho'irido b'shvil zeh lo zeh ho'ilam. However, for this reason, Hashem sent the soul down, all the way down, down into this physical world, k'day she'tizgaper ha-nefesh al ha-guf so that the soul should succeed in overpowering the body, to turn the body into soul. Because that's when the nefesh really becomes complete and whole. As is known. We have this concept in many, many places. In Yiddishkeit, in the Sifrei Kabbalah and Hasidus, that you have Kedusha and you have Tumot. You have light and darkness. You have joy and depression. And the Kedusha is not complete until you're able to take the Tumot, part of the Tumot, and make that into Kedusha until you're able to take some of the darkness and turn that into light, until you're able to take some of the depression and turn that into simcha. Examples of this that we always give, converts, taking a non-Jew and bringing them into the Jewish nation, and that makes the Jewish nation whole and complete. That's what really brings shleimus. Or taking part of the weekdays and turning it into Shabbos. Part of Friday, part of Sunday, making it Shabbos. That's what really makes Shabbos complete, the Toys for Shabbos. And there are many examples. Here the example is that, that we have the Nefesh and the Guf. And even though the Nefesh is, is pure light, it's spiritual light, the Nefesh is not at its peak of Shlemus 
until the nefesh comes down to this world, engages the guf, and is able to convert the guf into nefesh. Any questions, please? Question in the chat. If geula means tikkun, then how can we ask for the geula coming speedily in our days when it's clear that both we personally and the world at large are still very unrectified? The answer is that this rectification can be a slow process, can be a quick process, and can be an instantaneous process. When we're dealing with Hashem, Hashem has unlimited means and unlimited resources. A doctor can tell you that a person fell, they, they, they got a, a, a crack in their hip, and they do an operation, and then it's going to take time. There's no, there's no shortcuts. It's going to take a period of six weeks or whatever for it to heal completely. And, and don't try to be funny. Don't try to make believe that it's healed because you're feeling a little bit better and you'll start walking and you're, something will go wrong. Hashem doesn't have those limitations. Hashem can do an abracadabra and say, kaput, healed completely. So therefore, this geula, this tikkun, has been going on for thousands of years. And, and we, it says, it, in fact, there's a pasuk, be'ito achishena. When the time comes, I will speed things up tremendously. And all the Sfarim write that if you take a look at the world, even on a physical level, the changes that have taken place in the world the past 200 years, how quickly things are moving, the Industrial Revolution and all the different things, there's been more change and quicker change in the past 200 years than they were in the two or 3,000 years before it. Any other questions, please? Now we come back to address something that was asked yesterday, that if Shabbos is all about this spirituality and this tikkun, how come there's so much focus about eating on Shabbos? Paragraph Ches, V'zeh b'chinas achilas Shabbos, Shehi mitzvah gedoyro ma'oid lechol b'shabbos ulaharabais besuda shabbos kodesh. Based on what we're learning here, we'll be able to understand the the importance of eating on shabbos, which is a very important, very great mitzvah to eat on shabbos, and not just to eat, but yet your meals on shabbos should be much more elaborate and much better and much greater than during the six days of the week. Because on Shabbos is when our souls experience a major elevation. And therefore, on Shabbos, our eating is an act of holiness. It's not a physical, it's not the same physical, materialistic act that it is during the six days of the week. Usually when you're eating, you're feeding the body, and that strengthens the body and weakens the soul. 
But eating on Shabbos strengthens the nefesh, gives the nefesh soul the power to rule over the body. Because as we learned earlier, the main thing that connects the body and the soul is eating. That's why it's so important for a Jew's eating to be an act of holiness, to be done with great thought and care. And therefore, Rabbein Ezal teaches us that eating on Shabbos is so important and so precious even more than a fast. As Rabbein Ezal writes in chapter 57 in the Kutimran, Rabbein Ezal writes about defeating our enemies. And he quotes a Pesach in Tehillim there where the Pesach says, V'chatoisi miponov tzorov. Hashem says, I will cut away your enemies from before you. The first letters of V'chatoisi miponov tzorov spell the word tzoyim. Tzoyim means to fast. And, and this is why the Jews, when they would go out to battle, they would fast. But Rabbein Azal says there, but Achila Shabbos can accomplish that and even more, even greater. And he quotes a Pasuk, Tashbis Oyev Umisnakim. Tashbis means to wipe out, to annihilate the enemy. And again, Tashbis is Miloshin Shabbos. That the Achila Shabbos, when a person's eating on Shabbos properly, Bisimcha, and with Zmirois that's sung at the table on Shabbos, and Devrei Torah that said, and glad kosher food, and healthy food, and the right amount of food. Because the real perfection of the soul is achieved when a person is to eat properly with Bigdusha. Because through eating, we, inf- we infuse the body with life and we connect the body to the soul. And therefore, when the eating is being done with proper holiness, like the eating on Shabbos, which is about satiating the soul, as the Pesach says, a tzaddik eats to satisfy the nefesh, not the guf. That kind of eating causes the body to merge together, to become part of the soul through the eating. Because through holy eating, the body joins, becomes attached to the soul. And the body gets converted to soul. The body becomes nefesh. Once the eating is being done with holiness, and the Torah defines holy eating as satiating and satisfying the nefesh. Any questions?
question again, but if a person doesn't really feel the difference between the Shabbos eating and the weekday eating, does their eating on Shabbos still strengthen their soul and not the body? <clears throat> How much does this depend on the subjective perception? The answer is that definitely it, it does still accomplish that <clears throat> by, by simply doing the mitzvah properly. <clears throat> However, the more effort that's put into it, like anything, the greater the accomplishment, the, the, more, the better this can be done. <clears throat> the more preparation a person makes to make the Shabbos food special and good in every way. And the more a person says, there's a very, very important point that before a person begins each course on Shabbos to say, Lekovet Shabbos Kodesh, which reminds me, and it's a declaration, that I'm eating this to show respect for the Holy Shabbos. That's one of the things that elevates it. And again, the zmiros, the singing at the table, the singing of the Shabbos songs at the table on Shabbos, and, and the, the, special, the special atmosphere at a meal on Shabbos. There are people who during the weekdays, they eat in the kitchen or regular. Shabbos, we go into the dining room. Shabbos, we pull out the Shabbos dishes, all the special, special things that are reserved for Shabbos. Paragraph Tess. V'zeh b'chinas kiddush ha'chodesh ve'ibor shonim. Now Rav Nosenzal goes back again to the topic of Kiddush HaChodesh, declaring the new month, the new moon, and also Ibor Shana means when the rabbis come to a realization that we have to make the year into a leap year. This year, Tavshin Peidala that we're in now is a leap year. We're going to have two others. drilling, they're fixing benches, I think, but again, they couldn't pick a better time to do it, I guess. V'zeh b'chinas kiddush ha'chodesh ve'ibor shonim. Shemitzvah zois hi b'chinas tikun u'milui halavana. This mitzvah is directly related to repairing and filling in the light of the moon. <clears throat> in order <clears throat> to coordinate the, the, day, the, the moon and the sun, the lunar year and the solar year. <clears throat> this is the concept of filling in the moon, <clears throat> that the light of the moon should be as great as the light of the sun. And this explains why one of the main reasons for Kiddush HaChodesh and Ibor Shonim determining when we turn a year into a leap year and when not is regarding the mitzvah of the Oimer Soir so that it should come out in the right season, at the right time, at the beginning of the harvest. As it says clearly in the Chumash, Watch over the month of spring. And our rabbis tell us in the Sifri, Watch carefully 
that the, the spring should come out at the right time. The season of spring should be coordinated properly with the months, the Jewish months. Shemikan lomdu la'aber shonim bishvil And it's from this pasuk that our rabbis learned <coughs> to the, the mitzvah of sometimes adding a month to the year so that spring, the, the bringing of the sacrifice of the Omer, which is in spring, will come out at, a, at an appropriate time. This, co- this corresponds beautifully with what we're learning here, that the mitzvah of bringing this Omer Soirim is similar spiritually to the filling out of the moon. And that's what these mitzvahs are all about. And now we'll also understand the wording that we say, the whole ceremony that we perform of Kiddush Levana, the way we do it today. We, in the bracha that we say at Kiddush Levana, we say that Hashem said to the moon that it should renew itself with beauty on behalf of the Jewish people who are also going to experience a major renewal just like the moon gets renewed every month. Because the, the new moon, which, which means, again, the moon filling out from its deficiency, which we learned earlier, is this concept of changing body into soul, because the moon was referred to as nefesh. This corresponds to the new world that Hashem is going to create in the future. That's when the Jewish people will experience an incredible renewal like the moon. And we will all rise up from, from the grave with body and soul together. Then the body will be new like the soul. It'll be similar to the soul in spirituality. And that's what bringing this korban oimer soirim is all about. It's elevating the barley, which is animal, to odom. This corresponds with the concept of the new moon. Filling in the deficiency, the defect in the moon. And this is why in the prayers of Kiddush Levana, we announce this Pasuk. Because the entire mitzvah of Kiddush Levana is related to the eternal life that we are going to experience in the future after Tchiyas HaMesim, after the dead will be brought back to life. And this explains also why we recite the Pasuk in Oz Yoshir. 
during Kiddush Levana, where we say, may Hashem impose fear and terror in our enemies. Because when we succeed in converting our body to soul, which is what Kiddush HaKodesh is all about, this brings about the downfall of all of the other nations that are our enemies, who these other nations, their focus in life is on the body, physicality. Hashem, with the great strength of your arm, they, they should be silenced like a rock. Note the analogy, the comparison to a rock. Because they, these other nations, will remain silent completely, like a, like a rock. Which is the, the epitome, one of the lowest levels of Gashmias, of physicalness. Because as a result of the complete tikkun, at that point, the the choymer, the guf, which is these other nations, are no longer able to draw from the nefesh. I'm sorry. Their entire Yeniko, where they were drawing energy and strength from the Nefesh, these other nations, because the bodies had not yet been perfected yet, had not yet been sanctified yet. However, by performing this mitzvah of Kiddush HaKodesh, Shehi Bechina Zikuch HaGuf, which is a, a mitzvah that relates to the purification of the body, that the body should turn into soul, that eliminates their, the ability of the sitra to draw from the guf, and these other nations become like doimem, like, like a rock, completely silent. And this explains also the custom during Kiddush Shalvana, where a person says Shalom Aleichem to three people, preferably. Because this is the ultimate peace. When these two opposing forces, the soul and the body, when they become at peace, when the goof becomes completely subservient and part of the nefesh. Ki kolzman she'ena goof nichlal benefesh, azayesh machloikes godol. Because so long as the body is not cooperating completely with the nefesh, then there's a major battle between them, a major conflict. Bechinas ein sholoim ba'atzomai mepnei chatosi. There is no peace inside of me because of my sins. Because 
Because Rav Nosanah says, one thing is definitely 100% impossible. It's impossible to convert the nefesh to guf, to make the nefesh into a body completely. Ki ha-nefesh nechsefes lo Because the nefesh is always yearning, yearning to, to its roots. Lasois ritzoin koina, to fulfill the will of Hashem. Remember, we've mentioned in the past that the word nefesh means rotzoin. You have the Pasuk in the beginning of Parshas Chayisora, im yesh es nafshechem likboir esmoisi, if you are willing to allow me to bury, bury my wife. <clears throat> so the nefesh is always yearning. Rotzoin means yearning. And it's yearning to what? Lasois ritzoin koina, to fulfill the will of its creator. Even if the person is a complete Russia, and this person has done everything possible to, to have the body be in charge, that the body should control the soul, that the body should be making all the decisions and, and, and directing how everything takes place. Im despite all of that, if we look inside that person's soul, this Russia, this person, we will see that the soul is screaming terribly, bitterly. And it's yearning desperately to reconnect with its source. Because what the soul wants is what is the real truth. The will of Hashem. And the will of Hashem is something permanent, eternal. Nothing can possibly destroy it. There is no one and nothing in existence that can destroy the will of Hashem. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, You, Hashem, are always on top, always in control. Hashem, your hand is always on top. The will of Hashem will always end up being performed. As the Pasuk says, Hashem's hand is, is exalted. Because Hashem will definitely complete everything the way He wants. And the intention that Hashem had in creating the world is definitely going to be fulfilled. Even though we see all kinds of terrible, terrible things taking place in the interim, Hashem is going to win out in the end. Hashem's main intention in creation was that all of the lower beings should serve Hashem. Which means in our case, converting our body into soul. Making the body completely subservient to the soul.
ועל כן, בוודאי הנפש כוספו חזק תמיד לעשות רצון כהנה. And therefore we must believe and realize that the nefesh inside of us, no matter how much it's covered with mud and slime from all the bad things we've done, and even in the cases of the worst Rishoim, the nefesh inside of them is yearning desperately to fulfill the will of Hashem. Afilu im hisgaber haguf Even if at this particular time the body is so powerful, the body seems to be in complete control of everything that the person is doing. And that's why it's impossible that for Rishoim to have peace. Hashem says to the Rishoim, no peace. Because when a person is in this state of Russia, they're in a state of conflict where their body and soul are fighting. And that's the source of all the conflict in the world. So once again, tying this into what we see today around us, we see a world in complete conflict. Everyone's fighting. Everyone is machloikis. Everyone is building weapons. And the whole world, all the different countries. And Rav Nosson is telling us, you know where all of this starts? You know where it's all rooted? In the, in the battle between Guf and Nefesh. And it's all dependent on us, the Jewish nation, to the degree that we come to the realization that we are Jews and we have a body and a soul. And our mission in this world is for the soul to gain complete control over the body and for the soul to determine and define everything the body does. And then there will be complete peace between them. That's the only way that there's peace between them. The more that we are able to accomplish that, the more that we'll see world peace, as, as Rav Nosazal says here. And therefore there is no peace until a person is to strengthen the soul and make it dominant over the body. And thereby convert the body into soul. Make the body become like the soul. Then there is real complete peace. Then the person can really be at peace. Because the tzaddikim, they are the ones who are to make the body completely subservient to the point where the body has no desire of its own. But rather, the body is, it becomes nefesh. The body is going after the same things that the soul goes at once. That's real sholom. And therefore, in the future, when all of us will achieve this goal, therefore, the Torah tells us, that's when there will be the ultimate world peace. The wolf and the sheep will be able to live together in peace. 
Because then everyone and everything will be nichlal, will become merged into the will of Hashem. And behema will become subservient completely and plugged into Adam, the gulf to the nefesh, the chulu, etc. That's the ultimate peace. And therefore, when we're performing this mitzvah of Kiddush Halavana, which alludes to all of this, because as we saw earlier, the Levana is called Nefesh David, the Zohar Kodesh says. And the mitzvah of Kiddush Levana is strengthening the Nefesh over the Guf. That's why then we greet the people around us and say, Shalom Aleichem. Because that's real peace when the body is subservient to the soul. And this explains also what we find in the Torah, Torah that Shabbos is referred to as Shabbos Shalom. And as we say on Friday night, Hashem, please spread over us your covering of peace. Because Shabbos is one of the ultimate times when the nefesh is overpowering the guf. Like Oilam Haba. And that's, that's the real peace. question in the chat, is there any explanation why some people who are very, very far from Kedusha, somehow they get to hear the cry of their soul, and others don't? Both are, are seem to be Rishoyim without any visible distinction. You use the right word, visible distinction. We don't necessarily see the differences between, there's a Pasuk, Ki Ho'odom Yiralainayim, V'Hashem Yiralalevav. A human being is limited. We can only see what we see with our eyes. Hashem sees into the hearts of people. And again, there's the Soyed Hagilgul, the fact that we are not in this world now for the first time. We've been here before and many times. There are many factors that determine which person is to hear the sound and which person doesn't. The Gemara tells a story among two Torah giants Rabbi Yochanan and Ilfa. These were both friends, both were Mamish Torah giants, teachers of Torah, Rabbonim. And the Gemara says one time they both realized that they need Parnassah and they have to go out to work. So they left the base Medrash and they were traveling and at one point they sat down to have a meal and, and Rabbi Yochanan heard a voice from heaven, an announcement from heaven that said any person who will begin a new project now will be successful. Rabbi Yochanan turned to Ilfa and said, did you hear that? And Ilfa said, hear what? Didn't hear anything. Rabbi Yochanan understood that that message is for him specifically. He went and opened a new yeshiva and was very successful, very successful, prosperous, etc. We see different examples like this.
And, and we, the Gemara says that every day there are announcements being made from heaven saying, wake up, wake up. We have to plead with Hashem. We have to beg Hashem to, to let, allow us to tune in, to be able to connect, to be able to hear those announcements and to be able to hear the screams of our soul, how our nefesh is pleading with us, begging us, please give me soul food, give me Torah, give me tefillah, give me mitzvahs. So there are many, many factors that could affect this, why one person hears and another person doesn't. In the Shir, in Sikhi Saran, in one of the Sikhi Saran Shirin, he describes how he became a Breslover. And he says that even though he grew up in a Breslov home, his father was an, an ancestor of Rabaranzal, one of Rabbi Nachman's closest students, the Rav of the city of Breslov. And even though his father would say a Dvar Torah on Shabbos from Likut Imran, but there wasn't major emphasis on it, and he, he didn't feel it. He was learning in yeshiva at the time, and learning Gemara, and learning Halacha, and yet he felt missing some Ruchnius, missing some connection to Hashem. And he decided to search. Where is he going to start searching? He's going to start searching in Breslov. His father's a Breslover. He'll start over there. And he picked up the Sefer Hishtabchus Hanefesh at the time. And he read a number of pages until he got to a certain story, which he said changed his life completely. Then he said he was so excited about this, that this story, reading about Rabbeinazal, how Rabbeinazal once cried in Tefillah just about for an entire day, he was so inspired by this and moved by this uh, uh, that he d- decided he wants to share it with his chavrusa. So he had a chavrusa that he was close to, also a Talmud Chacham, a religious person, and he told him, let me, let me tell you a story that I just heard recently that, Mamish, I feel this has changed my entire life. I'm making a brand new beginning in my Yiddishkeit. And he told his chavrusa the story, and the chavrusa looked at him like with a blank look, nothing. And Rav Rosenfeld couldn't believe this. Like he wanted to grab him and say, don't you hear what I'm saying? Don't you real? And he realized at that point that again, there are different neshamois and different nefashois. One person hears the call and another person doesn't hear the call. Two people could be present at the same shear. One person is inspired and motivated. Mamesh, it changes their life. It touches their heart. And another person doesn't. And this is one of the aspects of our hispoidus, our tefillah, pleading and begging Hashem, Hashem, open my ears, open my heart, open my soul. My soul is stuffed. The, the orlas halev, that term, the body is, 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 has put layers and layers of foam, of blankets, of, of things that deaden the sound so that when the announcement is made in heaven, I don't hear it or I'm not affected by it. That Hashem should remove all of those layers and all the things that are blocking me from being able to hear and see what I need to hear and see to be really inspired. Any other questions? We finished that paragraph, the Alkin Bishas. We're up to paragraph Yud. Excellent. We'll hold it over here for now. Tomorrow is Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Hopefully with Hashem's help we'll be so to learn together.
We should be zeichet to see the milui halavona. We should be zeichet to see the final geula shleima with the coming of Moshiach, b'mehera b'ameinu, amen v'amein.